Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In Moderation. This week, I have my friend Ethan with me. So a little backstory on how Ethan and I met. We both work, well, Ethan still works there. I don't work there anymore, at UREC, our rec center, which I've talked about before on here. We were both fitness instructors, which is how we met. There was about 20 of us when I worked there. So we all got pretty close, you know, see each other around the gym and stuff. And we've just become good friends. So Ethan, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. So before we jump in, give us a little rundown of like, who you are, what you're doing, and like what's up with your life right now. Yeah, so I'm Ethan. I'm um, about halfway through my senior year uh, here at JMU. Um, it's it's my third year, but I came into to JMU with a bunch of credits from high school. Mm. So I'm graduating a year early. So that's nice. simultaneously exciting and <laughs> scary at the same time. Um, I'm a psychology major. Uh, right now, I'm not not really planning on doing anything with that right out of uh, right out of college, but um, I'm I'm joining the army when I graduate, which is something I gotta I gotta get on top of. That's cool. <laughs> Just a lot a lot of stuff happening at once. Um, yeah, I'm big big into the gym. That's that's how we met. <laughs> um, at UREC, I'm I'm not a fitness instructor anymore. I'm I'm an operations supervisor there, which is a lot of fun, but I really do miss the instructing because it's a ton of fun to be down there. And I just get to like scream at the top of my lungs for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> so It's like having a real life boot camp instructor when Ethan's around. That's what people have said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had people um, just take a single class with me and they're like, you're going into the military, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. What gave it away? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But. So psychology, I didn't know that was your major, or maybe I did, but like I forgot. What made you want to do that? Um, a little. Okay, let's go back a little further. Okay. <laughs> so back in high school, I was in um a governor school program, Mountain Vista Governor School, and it was at Lord Fairfax Community College. Now that's Laurel Ridge Community College, but it was several surrounding counties. And a bunch of kids from different high schools in the counties would kind of come to the community college. And um, we would take classes that we got college credit for. The coursework was obviously a little bit harder, but it was a lot of STEM stuff. Mm -hmm. There were two tracks, physics and uh, biology. I was on the physics track. And <laughs> it was a very long time in high school where I sort of wanted to be an electrical engineer, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do. It was kind of like what I felt like everyone expected me to do, mm. what I thought I was supposed to do since I was in this STEM track. And then my senior year of high school, I was sitting in uh, physics two and I had been paying attention. And there was a point in the class where I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and that was the moment I decided that I was not doing anything, uh, any sort of hardcore STEM related stuff. Um, but I thought psychology was interesting. Um, just all all the years of, you know, introspection and, and thinking and being by myself. I thought it was really cool. Really glad I did it. I'm um, finally getting into, into all my major classes. Mm -hmm. And they're very, very interesting. And, you know, even though I'm not doing anything immediately with the degree after, after I graduate, I'm definitely uh, considering, you know, a grad program somewhere down the line. Yeah. Which the military will pay for. Right. Huge. So, yeah. <laughs> what made you want to go into the military? Has that always been something you wanted to do? Yes and no. Um, my 
dad works in law enforcement. And so it's always like, like the law enforcement military vibe of kind of grown up with. Mm-hmm. And it was always something I thought was cool. Um, after I abandoned the electrical engineering thing, my, my goal was to be an FBI agent. Um, and special agents in the FBI, you know, they still difficult to do, uh, they still have to be very physically fit. Um, but it takes a little more schooling and, you know, right out of college, right out of high school, um, college was just kind of the obvious, the obvious route for that. Um, but I don't know how much you actually know about this, but I was, I weighed 333 pounds my senior year of high school. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, I know you had a big weight loss journey, but like. That's a pretty big number. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so, you know, being a special agent in the FBI is no joke. And and so I was like, yeah, I got to, I've got to change. I've got to do something. There's all these, you know, high intensity things that I, high stress things I want to do when I grow up. Mm-hmm. I can't even get the job if I'm not physically fit. So that's kind of where the fitness journey finally stuck and it began. Um, and then last summer, um, I was at home and I was like working 40 hours a week or something. And one night I it was, I think I had finally broken 240. So I was down below 240 at that point in the summer. That's amazing. And I was like, you know, I'm really like a lot further along than I thought I was going to be. Yeah. You know, I still have like two whole years of college left. Um, I'm, I'm really far along and I, I got to admit some of the recruiting stuff for the army kind of, kind of sucked me in. Yeah. Um, and I decided that I was gonna, I was gonna join the army and, um, my, my training just, it picked up actually. Uh, now I'm, I think at my, at my lowest, I was a little below 200 right now. I'm hovering between 210 and 215. But I feel like yeah. great, and That's I super yeah, yeah, and you I still have. Proud. Thank I'm you, proud thank of you, you. That. thank awesome. you very much. Of course, um, it it feels it feels really good to have clothes that fit me. Right. That's something that not a lot of people think. It's yeah. you know, it's not just about you know, kind of being slow and being out of breath going up the stairs. It's like you never feel good in anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just the other week, I finally got um, like pants that were the right size it's huge it's so hard to find pants that fit it's crazy but yeah that's that's where i'm at i'm still training to still training to go in the army talking to a recruiter soon um but even a year later after i've made that that choice it still hasn't really waned like Mm -hmm. my my motivation for that so it's exciting that's awesome yeah so at the beginning of your weight loss journey like when you made this decision that you wanted to do this for yourself and like care for your health more, how, like, how'd you start that whole process? Like, what did it take mentally and physically? There's no one thing. I can tell you like a defining moment, Yeah, but you know, all throughout my childhood, I was a, I was a bigger kid. You know, people would call me husky and try, try to spare my feelings, but it, I knew what it meant. You know, I was, I was a big kid. I was always lineman playing, playing football. Um, and then just in the later years of high school, you know, there were some mental health aspects that kind of played into it, but mm-hmm. I just like, just kept gaining weight and I always wanted to lose it. And, you know, now that I actually have lost the weight and, you know, I can look back on how I felt before I started the journey and, you know, I can see other people who are struggling to start their journey. Um, it's, it helps a lot to understand, you know, that, that mentality. And so, 
you want to. You want to start mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. You you know that where you're at is not where you want to be. You know, you know, maybe it's not healthy for you, depending on, you know, how how big you are. You know that you don't feel good. You, you know, maybe in my case, you can't do the profession that you so desperately want to do. But there's just something in your head that won't let you do it, that mm-hmm. won't kickstart that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother, he's he's two years older than me. He had a pretty big... Uh, weight loss story as well not he didn't get quite as big as I was but he lost I want to say around 70 60 70 pounds as well so he had done it before me I I watched him do it Mm -hmm. Um, so you knew right there that it was possible I knew yeah I knew it was possible and he had always for years he had encouraged me you know like you can do this he'd give me little tips and tricks um, and, you know, with with everyone, you can give them as many tips and tricks and you can give as, as much advice as, as you want. But until they're ready and until they want it, it's just not going to happen. Right. And so that day, it was, I remember very, very distinctly, it was April of my senior year in high school. And I had avoided the scale for like over a year. I hadn't stepped on a scale, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, last time I had stepped on the scale, I was 280 pounds which I wasn't happy about, but again, I had avoided it for a year. And I stepped on the scale and I saw three, 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 and I was mortified. <laughs> I had no idea how I, I had, you know, let it, let it go on for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've always, being that big isn't just like a, you know, you overeat every now and then. It's, it's an eating disorder and it's a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never forget that feeling of looking in the mirror and like, I'm in, I'm embarrassed, even though there's nobody around, I'm so unbelievably embarrassed and like my face is red and I'm looking at myself and it's just, it's time to start. Mm-hmm. So I didn't wait until the next day. I started that very day. You know, I, I got like my fitness pal and I started talking to my brother and I kind of made a loose like workout plan. Um, and, and that day forward, I was, you know, going to the gym regularly and um, for about until December, it was pretty on and off. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like the summer things fell off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, by the time December came around, I was like. All right. Brief intermission, but we're back. Are we back? Okay, we're back. Um, yeah, my, my eating and my, my exercise were <clears throat> kind of inconsistent. And so December of my freshman year in high school, mm-hmm. the, the winter break between semesters is when I really locked in and since then it's been very consistent um and you know i'm not super focused on weight loss anymore it's you know really about getting stronger getting faster um learning how to you know eat in a way that's good for you know the rest of my life i'm not trying to necessarily diet anymore i'm trying to find something that's sustainable um and just making progress in whatever ways are going to, are going to get me closer to that goal of, of being in the army right now. Yeah. So you mentioned learning and I think that's a huge part of like any transformation that somebody wants to go through because you start with really nothing. You start with knowing what you want, but Mm -hmm. like having no real idea of like how to get there. How did your relationship with like food change and like how did you learn about doing all this stuff in a way that's like healthy? Like, um, do you mean in the realm of exercise and eating, just yeah. kind of being a healthier in general? Yeah. Yeah. So 
my brother was definitely my one of my like my biggest resource by far. He had already done it before me. Mm-hmm. He knew everything. He was really, really entrenched in the realm of of weightlifting, and um, he had been eating. You know, every, everyone when when you look up anything about weight loss, it's like eat a lot of low calorie dense foods. That's like the primary thing you got to do. And mm-hmm. so that's what he that's what he told me, and he was giving me you know certain kinds of foods that are less calorie dense and um, helping me find like a good calorie deficit to be in. And you know, anyone who started a weight loss journey knows that for a while you're not eating enough. I didn't eat enough. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like one extreme to the other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't understand that they can eat a lot more than like when you're exercising regularly, you can eat a lot more than you think you can. Totally. <laughs> no, when you're... I realized that, I was like, give me all the bread. <laughs> no, seriously. Like back in back in March, um, I, I kind of upped the intensity of my training. Mm-hmm. And I also, I was like, man, I'm so sick of, of eating in a deficit. And so I started eating what I thought was going to be uh, my maintenance. Mm-hmm. I was eating 3,300 calories a day, and it ended up being an aggressive cut, wow. which was bonkers. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot of calories. <laughs> yeah, but I was easily in like a 400, 500 deficit a day. It was outrageous. Um, but either way, so back to, back to learning and stuff. And then with, with lifting, it was a little more complicated because um, – you know, between individuals, there's a little more nuance to right. to lifting and, you know, volume versus frequency. How often a week should I be doing it? Um, you know, I was learning about different exercises, learning about form, but none of that really was the difficult part. The difficult part was actually going into the gym by myself um, and just doing these weights <laughs> that like seemed like nothing compared to everyone else. You know, I think I started out only being able to shoulder press like 25 pound dumbbells for like maybe a set of eight, a few sets of eight, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I was 18 years old or 18 or 19 years old. I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. (laughs) Um, But for whatever reason, and again, there's a lot of people who can probably sympathize with this. You know, we just kept going. Yeah. And you just next time try and do two more reps for per set. Next time let's 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 start pushing 30. Um and the newbie gains started to kick in and you know, I, I started getting more confident. And now I can like comfortably press like 70 pound dumbbells, which is very, very cool looking back on it is cool. Where I started. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um and it, it really is great, and I'm very glad that uh that I stuck with it and I really can't thank my brother enough because without having that role model that had done it first, Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, my immediate family member, it definitely wouldn't have been as easy. And I don't even know if it would have happened to begin with, you know? So, yeah, that, that just goes to show like how important it is to like surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed and Mm -hmm. you feel good too, because it's huge. Like it is really hard to get started. I remember when I first started going in the gym, I felt the same way about like barely being able to lift anything. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that made me like chill out was reminding myself that like everyone starts somewhere, like everyone's a beginner at some point. So like, was there something for you that kept you like going to the gym aside from your goal of your job and your mm-hmm. career in the future? 
is there something that like made you keep showing up um nothing specific that i can remember i do know that you know little bits of motivation here and there were were afforded to me by my friends and uh something i guess something that did help was i made a, a private snapchat story to kind of um record my progression to uh yeah to my friends mm -hmm. um i didn't add anybody on it that didn't want to be on it because i sometimes people will add me to stories and i'm like i don't want to be on this thing. yeah um, but i asked people like hey do you want to be on it they were like yeah and then even now what's it been it's been like two years a little over two years since i started that um it's the same group of people mm -hmm. and those like those like 18 people or i think it's 16 people those 16 people have seen me from the very beginning of my journey to now and they're the only people that really really know exactly where i started mm -hmm. and every little bit of progress that's been made yeah um, and i don't post as much to it to it anymore just because my um my goals have changed quite a bit but that definitely helped and you know people would message me as they saw progress and they'd be like you know i'm noticing you're slimming down mm -hmm. like you know your shoulders are your shoulders are getting pretty big the cut's gonna go insane that's I was awesome. like, yeah yeah um i like to joke that i was on an 18 year bulk <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at it yeah honestly. yeah um yeah, now that you now that you asked that, the the private story definitely helped yeah. for accountability it's and motivation. Huge. That's actually yeah. why I created like my Instagram. I created yeah. it probably like two and a half years ago now. And mm -hmm. like that was the whole reason. I was like, I need something like keep me accountable. When there's body. other people that know Right. Like when you say you're gonna do something to this group of people, you kinda gotta you kinda gotta do it. Right, <laughs> right. Now that you've said it or else you kinda look a little silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's so cool. So when you have gone through this journey, like, have you noticed that I was I was actually podcasting with Cormac yesterday? Oh yeah, not, yeah, I, know, yes. I love Cormac. We were talking about how like physical health and mental health definitely have this correlation. Like, did you notice that in your journey? And like, what was that? One hundred percent. Tell me um, about that. You know, I had issues with with depression, kind of on and off for all of high school. And, you know, there's a there's a chicken or egg argument that, that could be done there. Like, was I super low because I was out of shape or was I out of shape because I, you know, my mental health was struggling? Right. I don't know. But mm -hmm. either way, um, it was part of having difficulty starting the journey is a mental health thing. You kind of have to get to get right mentally before you can get right physically. But yeah. then they both kind of start to, to fall in line together. Um, I know that... If you've ever read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Successful, have yeah, you read it? I love that guy. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but I had a class where my professor like went through all the yeah, habits. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly which which habit it is, but um, one of the habits talks about different like dimensions of well being, and there's mm. like social, physical, spiritual, and emotional. I think, and although I can't quite remember, it's been a little while since I've read the book, so I can't remember how he talked about the relationships between those dimensions but uh in the little book club at, at urec that mm -hmm. that we were doing and we were talking about it um i remember i shared and some other people shared the same sentiment that certain dimensions the dimensions aren't separate like for me if my physical dimension isn't being taken care of if i'm not going to the gym regularly if i'm not eating right mm -hmm. if i'm not sleeping right every other dimension 
falters. Yep. And so for me, it definitely feels like physically right comes first and then everything else will follow mm. and then just serve to keep me physically right. You know, um, skipping the gym for more than a few days kills me. <laughs> yeah, because it's easy to like fall back into that It cycle. is, yeah, yeah. Have you found like, I know when I first started going to the gym, there was a period of time where like, if I skipped a workout or I skipped, like went off my meal for a day or something, like I was freaking out and mm -hmm. it was like not good. But I feel like now I've kind of gone to a point where like, it's okay if I go out and like eat out and have a couple of drinks and it's okay if I decide to take a rest day that wasn't planned and I don't like freak about it. Have you found a similar balance? Very recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have it built into my split that I take a rest day where I need it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, if it's Wednesday and, and I can barely walk, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to chill today mm -hmm. and that's fine. And I kind of have to adjust, adjust my eating a little bit, but that's, that's fine too. Um, as far as like going out and, and drinking and stuff goes, it's difficult to keep that in balance. I will admit because I, try to wake up at 5 a.m. every weekday. Mm. And so it's hard to have a social life when you're in bed by 8.30. Right. <laughs> because sleep is very important. I, yeah, if I, I don't get like seven to nine hours, I feel awful. I need my hours. <laughs> exactly, need yeah. Like a grandma, but I don't care. I was, no, I, I understand. I early. I don't. Yeah, you just it, turn on a fan so you can't hear your roommates yep. and, and, and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's very important to me. And um, when people ask me about I don't, I'm not trying to, to toot my horn, but people ask for advice sometimes. And the biggest thing I tell them is that I can give you all the advice I want, but until you really want it, nothing's going to happen. Like I, you can go into something in complete darkness, never having heard a piece of advice in a day in your life, but if you want it bad enough, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so it's about like prioritizing the different things that are important to you, totally. you know, and there's figuring out what hours in the day are going to go to what so if you know getting really strong is super important to you and you really really want it you're probably gonna take some hours from your social life and, and put them there and mm -hmm. if your social life is more important to you you're gonna have to you know re reallocate some hours from maybe school or or the gym to do that and so for me i definitely take a lot of that time and it's put into like cooking good food and, mm -hmm. and going to the gym and getting sleep and stuff. Um, so finding that balance is still, still something I'm doing Yeah. because again, it's, it's hard to go out when you're in bed at 8 yeah. every night. How do but, you, how are you like working towards that balance? Cause a big thing for me is like the balance looks different for everybody because mm -hmm. we all have like different responsibilities and different goals. So the way, like you said, the way you allocate your time is going to be different. Like, how do you, how to have, how are you starting to find the balance and learn how to allocate your time balancing everything you do with gym, opsuv, school, social life, self-care, cooking? Yeah. Something, what I've found success with is sucking it up and allowing myself to sleep in on the weekends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and sleeping in is still like between 7 and 8 a.m., and so kind of just being like, it's fine. You're no one's gonna no one's gonna think you're soft for sleeping in <laughs> until like seven to eight AM. Most people still aren't waking up that early. Yeah. Um and then allowing myself 
at least one night on a weekend to go out, mm-hmm. whatever that might look like. Um, I, I choose not to drink most of the time um, just because I don't, it's not that I don't like it that much, but at this point in like my college life and, and the journey of, of fitness and stuff, it's just not as important to me. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but sometimes when you like, when you take a step back and ask yourself, why am I drinking? Sometimes the motivations aren't super good. Right. You know, it's, it's like, well, that's not really a, a good enough reason to be doing that. Totally. Um, so that was definitely a big thing, but I do allow myself to, to indulge occasionally. Um, but yeah, like one night a week, maybe two nights if, if I find something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never really been a party animal. Yeah. So usually one night will knock me out. Yeah. If it's on a Friday and someone invites me to something on Saturday, I'm like, ah, I'm okay. And that's usually, that's usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. You have to listen to that like social battery. Because yeah. then I feel like – I think there's a big difference between – knowing that you need to have that social interaction. So being like, okay, like maybe I should go out tonight, even though like I kind of would rather lay in my bed and yeah. be like, no, like I really need this rest. I'm tired. Let's mm-hmm. stay in. And it takes experience. Yeah. And you have to totally forget about FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, like it'll, the, some, the freshman year in college is super big on figuring out like, when do I actually want to go out? When is it good for me? When is it not good for me? Listening to your brain sometimes, listening to your body especially. Um, it takes so much practice. Freshman yeah, year, I yeah. was like, okay, like we can party like half the week here. Like why would I not do that? And I was going out all the time, <laughs> all the time. And now I'm like, it's okay, draining. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. And then you finally hit a point. It's like, shit, like I can't do this anymore. Like, I and don't know if I'm old. Or... The prioritization of things comes right. in. It's like, is right. this a good use of my time? Totally. Because yeah. our time is limited and you really have to choose like things to fill it that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good experience though to for, for most freshmen to just kind of like you're away from your parents for the first time in your right. life. Most people will just kind of let go loose. a little too far. And it's important to have that experience of knowing what too far looks like for yeah. you. Especially earlier than later. Yeah. Because the earlier you, you learn it, I think then you're able to fix it and develop healthier mm-hmm. habits sooner. The consequences aren't as dire if right. you choose to get drunk four nights in a week during your freshman year as opposed to your senior year. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, I got you bring up freshman year, which is perfect because that leads me into terrific my last thing that I have for you. <laughs> if you could go back to freshman year and give freshman year Ethan a piece of advice that you know now, what would you tell him? It's a very, very good question. So many things, right? Yeah. So many things. Yeah. Man. I like this. I've totally stumped you and I like it. Take your time though. You can state multiple if you can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The the question is really, really difficult because I'm very... I feel that everything happens for a reason. A lot of of people might not see it that way or they might have a different reason that they think everything happens for a reason. You know, for some people it might just be that 
the universe does it for some people for me it's god um so i wouldn't change anything i am who i am Mm -hmm. because of everything that i went through every last little experience and thought that i had but i definitely feel like it would have been good to start learning earlier how to be okay with being alone huge yeah huge and a big thing that i've learned is that like alone doesn't always mean alone most of the time it's not we need people we're social creatures i definitely mean alone in terms of like relationships Mm -hmm. because objectively looking back then and, and right now i have such an insane system of support and you know the past year that i spent at urec i had so many people that made me better in ways i never would have expected like mm-hmm. do you remember mike johnson the ga yes yeah he's the reason that i can call myself a runner now which i never would have expected right. you know he he was a big mentor and role model in, in my journey to become a runner and you know kelsey and holly are the reasons that i'm uh, an op soup right now um, and so just all these people coming together, whether they know it or not, uh, made me who I am. And it's all these people. And I, I wasn't alone mm-hmm. in that sense. I have incredible friends and I, even people who aren't necessarily my friends have impacted me, um, in some way, but being all right with not like having a romantic partner, right? <laughs> that was, that, that was big. And that, I, that's big for me too. Yeah. 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 Definitely feel like some of the some of the motivation to do like are my to become healthier mm-hmm. was unfortunately towards that goal um and you know the end result was the same i right. still got better but for the wrong reason right. i feel that's that was my same trigger too yeah. as well <laughs> yeah at yeah. the end of the day like i really started because of a relationship and then yeah. i kept going because of the end of a relationship yeah yeah so it was like and eventually it probably just became for you right yeah and it was it was crazy that it actually took something like an event like that to trigger that change but i i really do think like you said everything happens for a reason and like who knows where i would be had things not worked out that the way that yeah. they did but also what you're saying about having a strong support system we talked about that before. It's huge. How do you like find the right people to be in your circle? How do you know someone's like truly in your corner? On a very basic level, if I feel I would invite someone to my wedding, okay. that's who that's who I want to to be in my circle. Nice. And going a little, you know, a little deeper, um, I ask myself a lot, like, does this person and obviously it's always mutual. It's, it's, it's supposed to be give and take, but does this person add to my life? Do they make me better? Am I gaining something positive from them or are they just there? And there are a lot of people who are just there that, um, you know, for better or for worse, I probably, I don't have much of a desire to talk to when I leave here. Right. Then there are definitely some people that I have found lifelong friends in, even people who I might not talk to for months. Mm -hmm. I know that if, they need me or if i need them it's not even going to be a question right you know it's not even about the needing to talk every day but it's that deeper connection that you're able to build and like rely on yeah Yeah. and remembering all that you and that person went through as well Mm -hmm. um there's even people who i wouldn't necessarily consider you know i'm like close to Mm -hmm. that i that i 
have, I keep in my circle because even though I'm not super well bonded with them, I feel like they, they continue to add to my life and make me better. Totally. That's how I feel about you. We're not like, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not best friends. We don't talk all the time, but like, I, I have you on this podcast for a reason. You're adding so much value right now. And I love like the mindset that you're in. So I feel like surrounding yourself with like-minded people even if they're not your best friend in the room Mm -hmm. like it's huge to moving you closer to your goal and helping them also like move closer because the perspective is huge yeah yeah hearing having these kinds of conversations you know not always on on a podcast but just in general and hearing about other people's experiences it's not life changing by any means but you know every time you have a conversation maybe you pick up a little tidbit mm-hmm. and then you get all these little tidbits and now they're a part of your life. Right. And all these people have made you just a little bit better mm-hmm. in all these different ways. And it's, uh, it's a big part of, it's been a big part of my life. Yeah. It's huge. There's always learning to be done, yeah. especially from yeah. other people. Thanks for sharing with us today. <laughs> yeah, I've learned yeah. so much about you. Very, <laughs> very exciting. Well, thank you again for being here and everyone else. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time on In Moderation. Bye.